0: marketers ruin everything welcome to the everything is marketing podcast what i don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one what would the hero of your life's movie do right now do that do those things It is the Everything is Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin, and uh, last night was a, um, well, to say it was crazy is a little bit of an understatement. So as I promised last night on Facebook Live, I would bring to you Ryan Kisner, who is our uh, account director, agency account director, who specifically deals right now with the political universe. And I wanted to bring you on, Ryan, not so much that you're going to have all the answers 12 hours later, (laughs) but more so like your gut reaction, as far as like a marketing world, what what is going to happen in the next six months? As we now have Donald Trump. I mean, last night it was de facto, but now it's essentially a lock because Kasich dropped out earlier this afternoon. It is just Donald Trump. So unless they want to do something completely crazy, it looks like he is going to be the guy.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's the reality. So it's a uh, Trump on one side, and I, I think he, uh, we look at Hillary on the other side. Can
0: we call that official yet? <sighs>
1: I mean, Bernie doesn't want to, you know, call it official and the feel the burn supporters don't want to call it, but let's, let's just say he doesn't have the numbers yet and it's looking more likely that she's going to be the Democrat Okay, so you,
0: so you have these two and one of them, I mean, what, what I think is really interesting and why I was so excited to talk to you today is because this models sort of kind of what we deal with on a day-to-day basis. On one side, you have a candidate who is embracing all of the change, all of this, the disruption, all of the insanity that is digital marketing, and on the other side, you have a more traditional candidate who's playing around in those spaces, but probably going to lean more, in my quick guess, right, my Observational data is going to lean more towards the traditional methods by which her husband got in, by which she is, you know, tried and true. Done some stuff that uh, has gotten her to where she is now. So, wh- what are you seeing, and what do you think is kind of, you know, Crystal ball-y from now to November? What's this going to look like?
1: Well, I, if I had the answers, I would probably not be sitting here <laughs> doing this podcast with you. To be be honest, I'm getting my popcorn ready just like everybody else, right, and I'm going to sit right. back and watch the show. Um, it's going to be a fascinating run. It's going to be interesting to see what each candidate comes out with what their message is and what their platform is um it's it's already starting to change a little bit as i think you saw last night
0: yeah but i i guess what i'm interested in is from an observer is donald trump has used what we normally talk about in marketing is you've got four ways to essentially attack a problem paid earned owned and now shared right is essentially sure and he's used, essentially, owned and, you know, uh, earned and shared as his way to kind of get up to this level that he's at right now. Now, he has said that he's going to use some of the RNC funding, if they, you know, give him the official nod, which it looks like they will. He'll use some RNC funding, but... I don't think that's going to be anywhere near what the other side is going to run from a monetary perspective.
1: Your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, Trump's um, platform and what he built his campaign on when in the Republican primary was he didn't need that funding, right? It's his own dollars. He didn't. He's got all this free coverage. Um, so I honestly think that he's going to have to start spending money, and he's going to have to start being strategic with it, um, where that money comes from, and how much he uses remains to be seen. Um, and so, what, what
0: why? Why do you think he needs to do that? And I'm asking, you know, in all seriousness, like, what changes between last night and today that, you know, now you're the guy as opposed to running against, at that point, two other guys, you are the guy. Um, Why does he have to spend now? You know, why... In the way that this campaign has gone, I think if you're looking at it from a casual observer, you would think, oh, he's just going to do the same. He's going to be a yep. walking soundbite. It's going to be the same thing all the way up to November yep. and a lock, right? But w- what are you seeing that's showing differently?
1: So if you watched his speech last night, you would already see that he's kind of changed. I mean, he was a little more subdued. He focused more on the people that he needed um, to win. So he started talking about, you know, the women. He started talking about, the, you know, the African-Americans and the Hispanics need jobs is what he said. So he started saying we're going to love each other. So he's already changed his message a little bit. That wasn't the, the Donald Trump that we've seen in the past, and I think he realized that he's going to have to start doing more of that because right now he doesn't have the numbers. Um, so he, the, it has come from somewhere. So in the in, everything is marketing, right? That's hence the sure, name of this podcast. That's
0: what we're doing here, yeah.
1: So it in. This instance it 's no difference. politics is no different in marketing. You can try and do one of two things to grow your business right? You can either influence those people that are in the market and steal market share or you can influence people to jump into the market so that there 's a larger pool of people and I think that 's what we 're looking at here with Trump and with Hillary
0: which is what um, we call right We call it in the, in the office. We call it you either make the funnel bigger yeah or you make the funnel more efficient. those are yeah. the only two ways to win
1: exactly so I think uh, if you look at it um, from a historical perspective, right now Hillary has the numbers, right? I mean, if you look at the states that you know are going to vote Republican, the ones that are going to vote Democrat, Hillary's kind of got the numbers. And there's only going to be a few swing states and a few swing voters that they're going to be able to influence. So Trump knows he's going to have to change his tune in order to get some of those people back on his side. So... Um, If you look at an influence perspective and trying to influence people into the market, he talks about the evangelicals, right? Oh, the evangelicals. I did real great with those people. That's great. They're going to come out and vote for him because it's a strong support um, of voters. Sure. How he can get more people out that are evangelical, how can he get more people to vote that are evangelical, get them off the couches with the right message that's going to inspire them and kind of be that sticking point where they say, you know what, I don't want Hillary to, to win this election. Um, it's really how he's going to be able to swing some of these people. Because
0: I'm sure you're as interested as I am in that number that y- you only just sort of casually referred to, right? Because... For as exciting as an election season as this has been, for people like yourself and myself who like to watch this sort of thing kind of unfold, we're still, I mean, I don't think there were too many states that caressed over 28%, right? So there's 62% of the people that are, to your point, sitting on the couch. So for all of this, you know, red state, blue state that, you know, Hillary's got the numbers, right? Hillary's got the numbers if all of these numbers stay the same right, right? so yep. if somebody could come along and I, you know I, i'm I, I don't have a dog in this fight at this point <laughs> like I, i'm just it, it, admiring the way in which this game is played Me too. when you still have almost 60% of every state that stayed home that you might be able to get off the couch, that becomes a really interesting race. And, yeah. and to your point, why you might want to start spending some actual money.
1: Yeah. So you, you take Michigan, right, our own backyard. Uh, when I was watching the news last night. They talked about Michigan as a potential swing state. Well, Michigan's voted Democrat ever since nineteen eighty eight was last time they actually voted oh, wow. Republican. So they tar- started talking about uh, Michigan as a potential swing state because you know Trump's going to go after the the whole NAFTA and, and Bill and the things that he did and how Hillary is kind of Bill 2.0, and he's going to go after how NAFTA destroyed Detroit and how it took away manufacturing jobs. He's going to bring back the manufacturing to Michigan, and that's what Michigan's all about, and sure. we, they want to hear that. So I think he Certainly has a, what
0: but, Detroit is about, right? Yeah. He's coming back.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think he has the potential to do that. When you look at the numbers in 2012 um, versus 2008, the um, difference in 2012 on Obama and the Republican candidate at the time-
0: Mr. Mitt Romney, right?
1: Mr. Mitt Romney. The difference was about 400,000 votes. Thank you. So just not a lot. Wow. When you look at 2008, there were actually 400,000 fewer voters in 2012 than in 2008. So let's say those, the difference of those 400,000 people were Republicans that stayed at home because they just didn't feel that great about Romney. I think Trump's looking at those numbers and saying, you know what, if I go after the right people and influence them, inspire them to get off the couch, I think I have a chance to swing Michigan or Pennsylvania.
0: So what sort of things do you think that he should be doing? Like, is this, does he go, I mean, is it a holistic campaign? Should he, is he, Going to stay mostly in the digital space? Does he try and own, um, you know, which traditional candidates try and do? They try and own, obviously, all the talking spots, all the get on um, whatever's going on on Sunday, you know, get on Fox News, get on CNN, and then parlay that into either themselves buying ads that run before or after or have a super PAC do it or whatever. Is is that, do you think this race is going to be mostly in that traditional space or will you see some more of kind of the, I was referring to this last night, kind of the gnarly targeting stuff that like Cruz was doing with. Facebook targeting yeah. and Obama c- clearly did in 2008. Like, What do you think you're going to see coming out of this as we head into the next six months?
1: You know what? That's I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, your guess is as good as mine. But if either candidate were smart, they would look to the digital space to be more effective with their dollars. Because of the targeting capabilities online versus traditional media, we're getting a lot of a waste on TV or radio. You can be real strategic with your targeting, with a message that really inspires those people. So let's say he wants to target evangelicals. That message is going to be all about pro-life, right? Sure. That's going to be what inspires those people to get off the couch and vote. So why not have that specific message targeted to the evangelicals? because if you start trying to influence me with a pro life versus pro choice you may not get me off the couch but it's something that 's near and dear to my heart like my family or my kids or you know my my money my career that 's going to really inspire me to go vote for that candidate so I think having the right message to the right person is going to be the right thing to do um, but Again, these politicians have huge war buckets. So, <laughs>
0: they <do>. war chests. <laughs> they they I should do. Say. Sorry. They do it well. They're bigger than buckets. There. That's why they call them yeah, chests. Because they're ginormous. <laughs> and what you know, again, the, there's a couple other things out there that um, I don't know that a lot of people have had experience with. That I know are out in the ecosystem. That I, I think would be interesting weapons on either side. There's there's the ability in Facebook to do what you and I would call conquesting. And how this works is that if. Ryan and I are running on opposite sides. Ryan will play the part of whatever you can. You can be Hillary. I'll be Donald Trump. <laughs> right? Um, Any time that Hillary runs an ad on TV, you can run stuff on Facebook that is triggered when those ads run on TV. Right? And and as you were just saying. If we know that it's not a mobile first, it's a mobile-only world at this point, or getting to a mobile-only yeah. world, you, that ability to target is going to be really gnarly. And that's the kind of the stuff that I'm chomping at a bit to see what sort of tools that they're going to use. Yeah, me too. Because these things are out there, and these things are that people can use, and it'll be interesting to see man, this, I, I, like, when I saw this happen last night, I thought, well, number one, I'm going to talk to you. And I even said that last night on Facebook Live. <laughs> but I th- thought, two, like, this, if you're in marketing or you're in sales and you're not paying attention to this, I really think you're missing an opportunity. Because specific to the whole length of the campaign, it's going to be interesting, Ryan. But specific to what you and I have been talking about for I don't know eight months, there's a specific month this year that's going to be the craziest marketing month you have probably ever seen yep. in your lifetime.
1: Yep. In August, right, yep. where we've the got Olympics. the Olympics
0: going on and you have this going on,
1: and the primary here in Michigan,
0: and the primary here, all of that stuff's going to be happening all at the same time, sucking up literally all of the marketing space for essentially two things: elections mm-hmm. and Olympics. So, you know, if if you're a local brand, you've got to figure out a way to work around that stuff. But even if if you're not a local brand and you're a marketer, you're going to want to pay attention to how these messages get delivered because we're going to be pounded, specific in Michigan, right? Yeah. We're going to be pounded over the Destroyed. head with, yeah. a, with just two messages for 30 straight days.
1: Yeah, especially if they see us as a swing state, you know, right, yeah. Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania. The Rust Belt, as they call us, yeah. I'm not sure why that's still a name, but um, yeah, you're absolutely right. So people are looking for those alternatives to TV. TV still an important medium. It still has the largest reach, but if you can be more effective and strategic as well as finding other channels for that video, um, the the 30-second commercial, and how that can live online, how you can target that to a specific person. I think that's what people are looking for. It's going to be interesting to see who's more effective at it, Trump or Hillary.
0: Well, and and Ryan, what I've been saying all week, and I know people listening to the podcast might be getting bored of this, but I'm telling you, this is such a huge story, and specific to when we're talking about this and August, the fact that NBC, NBC has partnered with Snapchat to allow Snapchat to run Olympic content, yeah. right? They've never given up their content,
1: ever. In yeah. the
0: existence of the network has never given that up. And if they're willing to do that, they know that this mobile first or mobile only, depending on your perspective of the world, is a real thing. And so, yeah, who's going to use those other tools more effectively? You're going to have to do billboards. You're going to have to do TV. You're going to have to do newspaper and radio and magazine, and everywhere that you can be. Because, yeah. like you said, the likelihood of making it more efficient, I think, as you said 10 minutes ago right if you just work on making it more efficient in my opinion you're going to get the states are going to be the states and the the numbers are going to show up as the numbers but if you want to change the outcome you need to actually make the funnel bigger
1: so uh, a little bit of a shameless plug here but it's, it's a true statement content creates data, right? And that's the beauty of the online world. We know what people are reading. We know what they're searching. We know what they're consuming. We know ads ads are clicking on. We know what groups they belong to. We know who people are online. So part of working with someone like MLive Media Group, we're the number one news and information site in Michigan. So people are coming to be informed. They're consuming content. We know who the evangelicals are on MLive. We know who's pro-gun. We know who's pro-life versus pro-choice. We know who these people are. Why not create a message, a video message instead of blasting it out to TV and having you know, 70% waste targeting just that specific person you know that you can influence. So if Trump wants to win Michigan, he's trying to bring back blue-collar jobs in manufacturing. Why don't you have a message that says that to those people that might not you know, inspire somebody else like me?
0: And allows you, well, and allows you to do that thing that, that I think as marketers we're all trying to do. I mean, you and I are sitting across from one another having a face-to-face conversation. The ideal scenario for marketing. One-to-one. The problem with it, not scalable, except it is scalable, right? Because if you can create these messages that it appears that I'm talking directly to your brain because I have all this data that tells me, I know exactly what Ryan (laughs) Kissner's you know, I know exactly what you're reading and what you're into, that creates not, you know, I think it's shady to say the illusion of one-to-one, but it creates a more closely related one-to-one relationship between you and and said brand, in this case, Hillary and or Trump, that you can deliver a message that feels like it's tailor-made for you as opposed to driving down the internet State and seeing a billboard or watching whatever you're watching. If you're watching Blacklist and you get served a Trump ad, we're not at the point. I know there's been some discussion, but we're not at the point where programmatic works in television yet. Right? It's not, they're not running ads that are specific to the person sitting in the room because to your point, they don't actually know who's sitting in the room. They know the TV's on. They know that there's people in that household, but the the TV could be on and it could be the dog or the TV could be on and it could be the Super Bowl and there could be 60 people in there. So we're not at that point. We are at the point, though, that you are leaving a digital footprint everywhere you go, and so the internet knows exactly who Ryan Kisner is and could serve an ad that would speak directly to you. Yep. Now, you and I both know that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting off the couch in November or even August and doing your civic duty. But it I will you, do my civic duty. I know you will. I'm not calling you out specifically, <laughs> other than using your name. But I mean, at least like, in August, you know. It, will you get off the couch in August or will you get off in November remains to be seen. But the, I, I think if you're not including this ability to speak directly to you in a, in a language that you are passionate about, I think you're missing a huge opportunity. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons that you've seen this flesh out the way that it's fleshed out, because not only are these two candidates using different sides of the of the sword more effectively, but both of them were able to connect with people in a way that got them to where they 've gotten, if you look back in, you know if you 're into politics as clearly we are, if you look back at the guys that over the last eight, nine, ten, eleven months have slowly but surely fallen off, it started with everybody who was vanilla yeah if you were in the middle republican guy you were, you were gone really early yeah. because there was nothing to grab onto there 's nothing to connect with
1: well it 's interesting you look at Trump versus Hillary and there couldn 't be two more polar opposite candidates, right one of them is the is kind of the Says everything, get it? You know, doesn't even have a filter. Correct. Kind yeah. of offends people. The other one is, you know, she's infamous for um, people call her out for you know saying things and then changing her mind later, right? Right. right. So yes. there's a trust issue. I think you have two extreme, polar opposite candidates, and it's it's there's not a middle vanilla candidate this year. And I think people are, I don't know, they're gonna fluctuate. They're gonna flock to one or the other. And I don't think there's a. It's, persuading people. I don't think there's many people can still be persuaded at this point. And, and you know, again, to, to kind of
0: wrap this up, right, and this isn't necessarily a marketing point, but one of the things about this that um, for me has been one of the, the more interesting things to watch is when you talk about it, they are on very, they're on polar opposites of polar opposites. Which, yeah. to me, as somebody who has been kind of into this game for a long time, this would be the year if there ever was a year for a third party to kind of raise its hand, which it hasn't done. Bernie's lingering
1: out there, right? But I mean,
0: <laughs> like, I, I don't know that he, he doesn't have the numbers in any mathematical scenario that you can gather. So I just don't know that he would be the guy. But the fact that there hasn't been a been one kind of out in the distance waiting for this to happen to pop up and go, ha-ha, I'm the yeah. other choice, yeah. uh, it has been also sort of interesting.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, Ryan Kisner, if people want to get a hold of you and talk politics, how do they do that? They can email me at rkisner at MLive. It's R-K-N-I-Z-N-E-R at MLive.com.
0: You can catch the Kis uh, there as well, or you can get me, Eric, at MLive.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, or anything else that pops up today. All that stuff for me too. All that stuff at Polymath and Vine. All right, have an awesome day. We'll talk soon. It is the Everything is Marketing Podcast.